there was real consequences that I could have faced if I had been vocal at that time. So as, as time went by, I was like, you know what, I don't ever want to be that person again. And I want women to feel empowered to, to share their stories openly and honestly and with confidence. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Sasha Huff, thank you so much for joining us on Chatting Over Chowder. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you. So what we do first off is we read your bio and we tell you who you are. <laughs> Love it. So I'll be narrating your bio here. So <laughs> Sasha Huff is 10-year radio veteran turned podcast producer who helps women launch, grow, and use their podcast as a high-value marketing tool. After leaving her broadcasting career, she launched the free group, Women Who Podcast or Want To, which now has over 2,000 women in various stages of their podcasting journey. Her ultimate goal is to empower women to use their voices, spread their message, and increase their revenue through audio. Yeah, that's it. That's me. <laughs> and if you have if you haven't looked at the behind the scenes, Sasha is also married to a producer. So they have just like a whole producing family. So they have the beautiful microphone set up. They have the bomb ass headphones. So before this, before you got on, Sherilyn and I were talking about lifetime movies. <laughs> so tell us. How you and your husband came together. Was it like, did you guys both reach for the same microphone and you're in your fingers entangled and you knew he was the one? Or did you like fight for the last microphone and then you had to exchange numbers in case the, that wasn't the one that you wanted? Like, was it some dramatic affair? Or did you guys like meet on like, I don't know, some what? What, what is give me a give me a relationship like a tinder, tinder. Like a tinder. Yeah. Yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i've been married for so long i'm like i don't know what is the <laughs> well that's the same so we've actually been together for 12 years we've been married for just over five so we i lucked out i was actually like j dating which is a jewish website jewish dating website back in the day oh. yeah yeah jewish ladies all of your mother like every jewish woman who's single in their mid-20s their jewish mother like offers an account on j date in hopes that they'll find a jewish man to marry which i did not <laughs> my man is irish <laughs> irish catholic <laughs> yeah we- the opposite but we love him but our story actually of how we met each other is is like yeah kind of normal we met at like a housewarming party that a mutual friend had but I was like it was it was their all their college buddies right and I was friends with one of their friends named Sabrina and she invited me and so I was like the hot new piece of ass that was like showing up <laughs> at the party right that was yes, like you okay, are. yeah yeah you are <laughs> yeah because it was all like their friends right so like 
they had all hooked up with each other. They were all college buddies. <laughs> they were over it, you know? And I remember meeting Russell and we both actually were taking improv classes at this theater here called Upright Citizens Brigade. So we kind of connected on that, but then he left the party early. And so I was like, oh, he must have a girlfriend or something. Cause like all his friends are here. Like, why is he leaving? And a couple of weeks later, I get a message on MySpace. This is how, <laughs> yes, the the OG of the dating scene of slipping in the DMs. This was, you know, slipping in the MySpace message. And he was like, oh, if you ever want to like write together sometime, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I, I ended up talking to my friend Sabrina and I was like, your friend Russell like hit me up on MySpace. Like, what's his deal? And she was like, he is obsessed with you. And I was like, oh yeah. And I had been single for a couple of years. So I was like, okay. So we go on a date and it, this is sort of like the funniest part and something my mom brings up all the time because she thinks it's hilarious. He took me to this place called Fogo de Chao which is like a Brazilian steakhouse where mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, the red card, green card, you know, and he put me in a meat coma and it was like the worst <laughs> first date of my life. Like I Did felt like sweating? shit. Yes. Like I felt <laughs> like shit. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if I can curse on this podcast. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I think I can, if I can't, they'll just bleep it out. It's fine. But yeah, I felt awful. And like, he was a little shy at first and I'm not shy. So like, I felt like I was asking him a lot of questions and he wasn't asking me much. And like, I came from Florida. He's from like Jersey, but small town Jersey. So I was used to like dudes with game who knew what they were doing and how to talk to me. All the wrong dudes, by the way. <laughs> but like, that was what my dating experience had been. So I just was like, you know what? I don't think this is it. Like I told my friend Sabrina, I'm like, he's nice, but I don't know. He's a little too shy for me. Long story short, she's like, please give him a second chance. He's just a little shy at first. I really think you guys could be good together. And then I did. And he made this one joke that like, literally I was crying from laughter. And I was like, you know what? And he was a good kisser. So that was it. And now that's where we're at. I'm happy I gave the, the non-game white boy nerd a second chance because he's my <laughs> husband and he's the shit. So... <laughs> so right before you got on I swear to god like you had secret squirrel sense of how amazing this conversation was going to be because Sherline was saying how she loves corny dad jokes so do you remember the joke that he told you so I don't I don't remember like the full like hook line sinker of it but it was I do remember that it was some kind of joke about Narnia which is total nerd <laughs> shit. Yeah. I always used to call them like, that's your nerdy unicorn shit. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> I always thought I was like so much cooler. Now I realize like he's way more interesting. <laughs> like, than, like for any single woman out there, don't go for the dude with game. Go for the nerds. They are great companions. They're great lovers. They're usually pretty like experimental in bed. You know, they're just like, they're kind of cool dudes. They're cool in all the places you want them to be cool. You know cool. what I mean? <laughs> He's like dressed up like that lion in Narnia. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like he did it. I was like a Narnia joke. I mean, who has a Narnia joke in their pocket? That was it. I was sold. So yeah. And isn't Narnia like a whole religion? I've never watched Narnia, but it's supposed to be like a whole religious thing. I don't know. 
I don't I know, know. I'm making nothing. stuff up. <laughs> when I tell you we couldn't be like complete opposites if you tried, like Narnia, not something that Sasha Huff, especially 24-year-old <laughs> Sasha Huff. I was like, do you watch The Housewives? <laughs> like, not even close to being on the same wavelength in that way. <laughs> Any Housewives? Like, do you not know Bethany Frankel? Yeah. I'm like, do you watch Bravo? <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Like, I go to plays and I say bravo. Yeah, literally. He's like, would you like to go to the orchestra? And I'm like, can we go to the club? And it was just <laughs> somehow it worked out. I still can't figure it out, but it, it works. But now balance each other out. Totally. And when you guys are like over this whole producing thing, you guys <laughs> need to open up a club called the orchestra. Yeah, done, <laughs> sold. Who's selling club space? Yeah, right. I'm so old. I would be like, this club is too loud. <laughs> Can we turn the music down? I think it's just the the quarantine in me is like, all I want to do is go to Vegas and like party, even though that's like the last <laughs> thing that I really want to do. It's like it's all I can think can. about. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I need a bottle service with like flames. Going I need to overspend on Belvedere. Please. <laughs> Someone take my money. Yeah. I need a birthday table, even yes. though it's not even my birthday. Yes. I need all of it. I want to pay like way too much for liquor that I don't even like drinking. Like that's where I'm at. In and then go hibernate again. Like, yes. After because then it was too much. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> If you if you had a club called the orchestra mm-hmm. and it closed at 7 p.m., I would totally be down for that club. Right? It's like a day club. I am more of a day drinker, actually. Like go to Vegas with me and I'm like out by the pool pounding margaritas and I'm in bed by eight <laughs> with room service. And that is like my dream. So yeah. Best done. weekend ever. Pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've completely gone off the rails yeah I expected that to happen sorry you're like you're such a great guest I'm like let me show you how I can digress let me show you this which is my favorite thing because we have this is the first time that we're actually meeting and talking yeah we're just like Facebook friends yep yep and you you just tickle me Elmo with the comments (laughs) The comments, I, and I laugh heartedly. So Yay. you drop some nuggets and I'm like, <laughs> then I'll go back and I'll look at it again. And I'm like, more <laughs> well, I'm glad that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, wittiness is the way to Bethany's heart. Completely. Oh, good. All right. Well, then I got you. Yeah. You're in yes. love. Yeah. Yes, I am. And like, if, if. I kissed you and you were a good kisser. I, yeah. Yes. Like, that's it. You, I mean, you got me. I got a 12 year marriage here because of yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. You have all of this. You have the double D, you have the vag, you have it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm the That's full how package. easy it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make me chuckle and you kiss me real well, I will buy you a Valentine's Day present. <laughs> Listen, it's on. <laughs> so. You are like a game player for your podcast and behind the scenes as well. So tell us about your podcasting journey. How did you get into this mix? How did you get introduced to it? Yeah, so I came into podcasting after 
like uh, sort of the typical story of burnout in corporate America, burnout in the entertainment industry. I had been in radio, like my bio had said, I was in Los Angeles radio for 10 years, which is like a very intense career. It was all of my 20s, essentially. And I did really well. Like I, I worked my way up to a lead digital position. I was, you know, interviewing amazing people. It was really fun. Like I, I really... I'm sad that it went the way it did because radio was really, when it was at its peak, it was the most fun career you could ever have. And I actually have an episode on my podcast early on that was why I left radio. And it details a really unfortunate story of the the VP of programming having an affair with his assistant. But the VP of programming was my best friend's boyfriend at the time that she lived with. And he was having an affair with his assistant. I was in meetings all the time with the two of them. I knew what was going on. She knew what was going on. It was just like a nightmare, really. And there were no repercussions for his behavior or hers. And again, the, there's go to the go to my my podcast called Because I Can. And that's why I launched it. Honestly, like I called it Because I Can, because I literally was like, I can do this. And I'm doing this because I can do it. And I have the radio experience. I have the tech experience and I'm just going to go for it. And I had I'd really gotten tired of sort of downplaying why I had left the industry. I had originally shared with people that I left to become an artist, which was true, but it wasn't the whole story. And a couple of years after I was like, you know what, this story is killing me. Like it's making me ill, keeping this inside of me. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to launch a podcast and I'm going to do it. And a client of mine that I was doing marketing for at the time wanted a podcast. And she was like, Hey, you worked in radio. Like, do you think you could do this for me? And I was like, Oh yeah. Edit. Like, yeah, this is like easy. I do this shit all the time, you know? And it kind of just sparked from there. And I realized, you know, I have these pretty wonderful skills that I can use. I have the digital marketing background. So I know how to market myself. I know content marketing, like the back of my hand. And I really just was feeling passionate about, you know, women using their voices. It, it sparked from my own regret, really, of not sharing my story earlier, and not making a fuss about what was going on as it was happening. And all those things you kind of regret in retrospect, right? But at the time, I was like, I'll lose my job if I speak up, <laughs> like, I'll be ostracized in my industry if I talk about this. And there was real there was real consequences that I could have faced if I had been vocal at that time. So as, as time went by, I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to be that person again. And I want women to feel empowered to, to share their stories openly and honestly and with confidence. And then I read a stat. So this was probably 2018 that only 20% of podcasts were hosted by women. And I was just like, oh, hell no, like not again, another fucking space where 80% of the perspective is men. I'm so over this shit. <laughs> and so that's what made me launch the Women Who Podcast or Want To group. And that's really been like the basis of my why in all of this. And so occasionally I'll work with men. I don't really have a lot of male clients. And it's it's not that I don't want their messages out there. I just feel so deeply that not only do we need women voices, but we need marginalized voices that are sharing their stories. And so, you know, I've tried to make a community that's welcoming to all women from all walks of life, non-binary that are happy in women-focused spaces. Trans women are always welcome. Like, I just, 
I want it to be a space where they can learn these technical things that can take a long time to understand and go off and have their own show. So mine came from, you know, another sob story of corporate America, just chewing someone up and spitting them out. (laughs) So here I am, you know, hoping to be able to sustain and grow my business. I love that so much because I feel like that theme is very tied into almost every episode that you do. I love the realness and the rawness. And I was telling Bethany earlier that I really just enjoy you being vulnerable and honest with people. Things that typically we won't tell someone from the public. You know what I mean? That you are just, you're so open about it, even if it's really, really difficult. Or even if, you know, family and everything aren't exactly very happy at the idea. So I appreciate that because I think that one of those things are that everyone needs to hear what's actually going on in someone's life because we all at one point think we're alone in this. We're alone in what we're feeling or what we're going through. So being able to be so honest and raw with people about the good and the bad and the ugly, you know what I mean, is I think it's great. It's admirable. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's. I actually talk about this with my therapist a lot because I think that, you know, the experience of going through working in an industry where women specifically were pretty, you know, I had bosses that in a sort of typical scenario, you know, would take my ideas. I would be in a meeting, I would say something. And then the old white dude would say the same thing two day, two seconds late, not even two days, two seconds later to applause. And I was just like, am I fucking like, am I speaking, you know, and it was just this going back to just that, like, am I speaking? Am I being heard and living so, so much of that? And that, and again, like corporate life is like this, where I didn't feel like I could be honest about how I was feeling. And so I was constantly playing this part of someone. Like I would describe it to people as like, I felt like I was armoring up every day and I would go in and I'd have to be this person that I wasn't in order to survive the environment that I was in. And so now I think the opposite is what I'm, you know, my therapist is actually trying to help me. Like, sometimes you don't have to be so honest, (laughs) you know, it's okay sometimes to like, not lie, but like withhold information for the benefit of others. And I'm like, okay, fine. So now I'm trying to find like the the middle ground, but I, I really am. I'm just tired of living a lifestyle or like in a society where, where people, the save face kind of society. Like I just, I don't think it's healthy. I think it's what causes a lot of pain in our society. I think it's what causes a lot of illness in our, in our humanity. And I just like, yeah, for better or for worse. And let me tell you, my family hates that shit. Like I, (laughs) they are not happy with it. And like, I just, I, as I, again, I go back to talking to my therapist, but it's like, I cannot function anymore if I am withholding information or trying to sugarcoat something like I know how sick it made me and I just won't do it anymore and so now I'm just like fuck all y'all if you don't like it like this is my truth it is what it is and if it makes you uncomfortable then you know I encourage you to to look into that for yourself because I'm not going to stay sick for other people's comfort anymore it also opens up an opportunity to have conversation Mm-hmm. because you are so raw, but you also are so approachable. Mm. So if there is a disagreement somewhere or or something that has triggered somebody who's listening, that's a loved one, that you value your relationship with them, you open the door for the conversation. 
it's not just, well, this is how I think. Hmm. Because there are many a times that you welcome a controversial topic for the other side to offer their opinion so that you can see where they're coming from. So it's not all, I'm going to purge my honesty upon thee and screw you if it hurts you. It is definitely a dynamic of communication and understanding. And I love what you said about women editing and us being in this industry, because I, I always say males edit differently. They hear differently. They, they edit with a technical ear where women edit for emotion. We edit for understanding and we edit for clarification. And that's why all of my, all of our clients are women because I am not a technical editor. I don't want to edit it so that it's finessed to a point where all the mood and all the emotion is extracted from the conversation. Cause I don't want to listen to that shit. Mm -hmm. I only want to work with clients that I love their podcast and I would listen to it even if I wasn't on their team. Yep. <laughs> Same. And that's the beauty of owning your own business, man. Like I am just like, I never want to have to pretend that I like your shit. <laughs> Like I'm over it. Yeah, no yeah. dollar amount is worth it. No, mm -mm. it's not. Yeah. I really like the way that you said that about how, like, I always talk about it as just like, I'm editing your content too. Like, I'm not just making sure your levels are good and that the volume sounds nice and that the background noise is edited out. Like, yeah, I'm editing content. I want you to present as incredibly authority, you know, with a lot of authority. I want your guests to appear really knowledgeable. And if they're stumbling over their words, they're going to sound dumber than they are. <laughs> and like the reality is they're probably really smart. I mean, I can't out edit someone's blatant stupidity, <laughs> but <laughs> I can absolutely make them like have a clear thought come out of their mouth, you know? So, but I, I like the way that you said that, that we edit for emotion and that it's not just the technical aspects. And I do think that in a lot of podcasting communities, it turns into this just like dick swinging battle of like, who knows the EQ words more. And I'm just like, y'all, you're all like, I, I had some nice engineers that I worked with in radio. And then there were just the engineers that you're like, damn, you are meant to be in a closet with wires. <laughs> this, like you... And I, and I don't want to be around people like that anymore, you know? So that's why like, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I've been able to connect with so many women producers and editors lately, because it's just so out of the norm of what I've been used to. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you're all out there. Okay, great. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Let's take this industry over. All right. <laughs> Sasha was one of the first people who approached me regarding Clubhouse and making me buy the goddamn iPad so that I could get on Clubhouse because Sasha was like, you got to get on Clubhouse. I'm creating a me I'm creating a whole group and it's going to be of all these fly ass women. And I was like, hmm, I'm a droid user. And she was like, oh, well, I guess you can have your group by yourself and the one other droid user in this Facebook group chat. Yeah. Sorry, but it, you know, it's going to be worth it. That's the thing. It really, I, I really strongly believe that Clubhouse can be really fruitful for the educators in the world. 
unless, but I've also seen some crazy shit go down. But again, it's usually men acting fools. I'm not like ever, like, why is that? Like control yourself. The ego is just, but I don't know. I can't like fault them too much because the entire world and our entire like system in society has lifted them up to be that way. And so like, you have to be a pretty open-minded, pretty strong, intelligent person to be able to like take a step back and be like, oh, maybe they've heard enough of me. Maybe I should listen a little bit more these days. I don't know. But the majority of them aren't. They're just like spouting nonsense and acting crazy. But I do believe that it's a great opportunity to connect with potential clients and and students and things like that. So I think you're going to be happy with it. Plus an iPad. You can never go wrong with an iPad. What's wrong with having an I- a new iPad? Am I supposed to feel badly for you? Yes. Oh. It's my first Apple product. So yes, oh. feel bad. Feel Ooh. bad. Feel. Welcome to the cult. I, you should feel bad for me because I'm the one who gets the calls. That's like, this isn't working. What is this? You need to come over here now and fix this because I can't. She goes, I'm about to smash it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yes, if there's any prayers going out for anybody, it should be for Sherline. Because Sherline does get those manic at the end of my rope calls. And then she's like, let me FaceTime you. But then, because I have the Samsung and she has the Apple, it doesn't allow us to FaceTime. So then she's trying to call me through WhatsApp. She's trying to call me through WhatsApp. So I'm declining her because <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting for a phone call from Sherline. I don't know what this WhatsApp, why this WhatsApp is calling. It's like literally, it's Sherline. That's her screen name. It's <laughs> it's me, Sherline. <laughs> yes, the Sherline that you work with all the time. Please answer. <laughs> you're just like, I don't know. It's a hacker it's something's wrong which is wild (laughs) because I can edit the shit out of things I can move things I can cut I can paste I can I can fade in I can fade out I can normalize (laughs) when it comes to like stupid nonsense things I'm like "Ah!" (laughs) my joke has always been I could like I could cook you a five course meal from scratch. You try to give me like frozen mac and cheese to put in the oven. And I'm like, do we take the plastic off? Do we leave it on? This is unclear. I am frustrated. So I definitely empathize with like the more complicated, the more attention it gets. And so I can do it. But when it's too easy, I'm just like, you know what? Just forget it. It doesn't matter. This is, it's not worth my time. Two seconds to read the back of the mac and cheese box. And this is why Sasha gets me. She, yeah. That's exactly what it is. I literally, I literally was like, you need to come over my house right now. Her poor dog was like, I just want to go for a walk, like sitting in the backseat, like, Mom. and I was like, fix this, fix this. Meanwhile, it's just like, press one button. And like, Apple couldn't be more user-friendly. They're like, just put I literally, your face up. I literally was like, I shut it off and I turned it back on and I was like, and she was like, what was, what was that? <laughs> no, my favorite one was she was like, how do I get this home screen to like open? And I'm like, do you have like, what version of an iPad do you have? Like, do you have like the home button? Right? She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, so there's no home button. She goes, oh, that's a button. <laughs> You're like, no, it's just decorative. They really love circles at Apple. <laughs> 
nine-year-old came over and she was like mama bing oh yeah she, for she sure yeah and I was like are you freaking kidding me right now <laughs> but in my defense droids and apples operate very different and like I am such I've had droids all my life and they're how they operate Okay, so maybe yesterday I had to have my nine-year-old show me how to increase the volume <laughs> on the stupid iPad. The button? The just the <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know what? I'm not here to judge. I am not here. No, I, I mean, I'm judging like just enough. Just enough. <laughs> but not, you know, we're, it's, it makes sense. But that's what not, isn't that why we have children is to just like make sure they can do the shit we don't know how to do as we age. That's what I thought it was for. I don't know. It makes the stretch marks worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like they don't have jobs. They eat us out of house and home. The least that they can do is show us how to operate this technology. Yeah, fair. And I this just that. goes to show that we can be so phenomenal in one aspect and a hot stinking mess in the next. We're just putting it all out there. So it's okay, listeners, if you don't know how to do all the things. Yes. Get yourself a shower line. <laughs> have a kid. <laughs> and you will be all set. Yeah. Can you make that as a slide on Instagram? It's <laughs> like, like step, how to launch a podcast business. Step one, specifically hire Sherline. She's not taking on a ton of clients, but like, I think just at least a couple of you can get it. Step two, this is the easiest one. Have a child. It's going to, it's a long-term investment, that one, because it's going to take like nine years before they can help you. Yeah. I think this deserves a slide on Instagram. I feel like that would increase engagement highly. Yeah. So number one is not get Sherline because Sherline is not for sale word get yourself a Sherline <laughs> I mean I was just trying to increase like her client base I don't know where no. she got maybe she's, she's good no she's good she's all good. right my bad Ooh. all right her she class- must be real good <laughs> I, I am the only person business that she can go acquire because her brain and her time cannot handle anything additional <laughs> Fair, fair. I listen. I was looking out for you, Sherline. I see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Stop ruining our abusive relationship <laughs> by offering her ways to get out. <laughs> she is sucked in. Fair. What was that, Sherline? Help me is in the chat. No. <laughs> Right? I know. I'm like, weird. I'm getting a WhatsApp from it's me, Sherline. Don't tell Bethany.com.org. So weird. On my Apple, the good news is Bethany can't see. She doesn't know how to use Apple. So you're Perfect. good. Yeah. Just hit Thank me you. up on the on the Apple product. You can just send her a regular text on the Apple product. It'll be yeah. it, it cool. It's cool. <laughs> but I know where oh. she lives. <laughs> true yeah oh man so uh, <laughs> so tell us about some chowder that you got yes I've been waiting for this so funny enough I got the chicken noodle soup and I actually just went back to eating meat like two weeks ago so if anybody's following along my life journey that closely they'll now know that I've fallen off the wagon completely so I did the chicken noodle and yeah, this is like legit like I wasn't expecting, like, there's these big 
I don't, I mean, you can't see it. You can see it on the YouTube, yeah. like big chunks of chicken, like full carrots that are not like baby carrots, like noodles that look delicious. I haven't even taken a bite yet, so I'm going to do that, but it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yes. Oh, right? yes. Really nicely seasoned, lots of salt, which is what I want in my chicken noodle soup. Like this tastes like a, like a good old, like mama's chicken noodle soup recipe. It does. I dig this it a does. lot. Did you have the rolls? Mm-hmm. Those rolls. It was just like a gluten, like dream. It was <laughs> that like chewy, like, you know, that if you have a gluten intolerance, you can't touch these, but like <laughs> the rest of us, we're going to, ch- it was so good. So good. It depends on your level of gluten intolerance. Like if it's something that you can take a Benadryl for. (laughs) (laughs) If you're willing to pause, if you need your EpiPen, like it could be worth it. It could be worth, like they were that good. I'm not going to, they really were. I, I, it was, I, I like took a little bite as soon as the box came in. I saved the, the, the chicken noodle for today. Cause I was like, I have to really give the authentic, like first time bite. I can't, recreate that for Hollywood but I did eat some of those rolls immediately and I was like damn those are good yeah I love this by the way love this partnership this is a great partnership I was I I'm going I'm throwing back to pre-interview because I can't help myself but like I think this is genius and the packaging like the beautiful spoon that came with it like it felt I felt so honored to receive such a beautiful gift for being on a show and I just the the integration of the brand I think is just like, can I ask you how it came about? Have you shared that yet on the show? I'm so curious. So Sherlyn and I have a client named Terry Lomax. She is one half of the co-host of Cultivating Her Space. And she revealed to us early on in her first trimester that she was pregnant, but she wasn't able to keep any food down. So we were like, oh, what are we going to do for her? So I vet everybody to make sure that they have not necessarily the voice that we have, but they share the same values and the same beliefs Mm -hmm. and honor the same systems. Mm -hmm. So I was like, who can I find to mail soup to her that fits all of these boxes that I require to be checked off in order to get my black dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So I found a spoonful of comfort and the founder, Marty, she did it. Her, her mother had passed and she did it to honor her mother. Cause her mother would always make people soup and anybody that walked into the house, like she would share food with them. She was just like that vivacious, loving type of person. And I was like, Oh my God, this was founded by a woman. So I, sent her the soup and she was like, oh my God, it's, it's so good. And then we also sent her spoons that were designated to her, like mama spoon and like papa spoon. And we did like a whole thing for her. But then when Sherline and I were talking about chatting over, so chatting over chowder came to be about because I was talking to Kimberly Sumter. I don't know if you know her. Mm-mm. She, she does Sisters Connect. Cool. She's like big in the pod and podcasting as well. And we were just talking on the phone and like three hours later, I said, look, I have to let you go. I need to go make my family some chowder. And she was like, what? Cause she's from Jersey. 
And if you don't know, Cheryl Ann and I are from Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm from Massachusetts originally. This Where makes more from? sense now. I'm from Where Marblehead. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. We, now I get it. Okay. It's a I New will, England thing. <laughs> it's a New England thing. I will drop you in the chat where, what city we live in. Okay. Because <laughs> we live in a city, but not that big of a city. And that's like creepy. But yeah. yeah. Listen, we love people that listen, but we don't want our home addresses out on the internet. I get it. Please, please don't show up at, at our door. Like, yeah. That's not okay. I will not offer you soup then. Yeah. No soup for you. Quite no literally. Soup for you. Yeah. Yeah. Soup Nazi. No soup for you. Yeah. No soup. <laughs> So she was like, what are you, what are you making? And I said, chowder. She's like, Bethany, I don't know what the hell that is. And I'm like, you've never had seafood chowder. She was like, are you saying chowder? <laughs> You're like, yeah, wicked good seafood chowder. <laughs> wicked good what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, excuse me. I, I'll speak Jersey for you. I need to go make my family chowder. <laughs> So when we were trying to come up with a name, we wanted it to offset crackers and soup. So we wanted it to tie in, but we're not talking about how to manage podcasts. We do that all damn day. We don't want to talk about it too. <laughs> not that we don't love what we do. We just don't want to talk about it. Fair. So we were like, ah, oh, well, what about chatting over chowder? Since Kim's already made fun of me for the way that I talk and what we're going to be doing is chatting chatting over chatter so then we were like all right well how can we make it so we invite everybody to share chowder because the best conversations that Cheryl Sherline and I have had the over best conversations food. that our family met are always over food I'm black she Dominican we be cooking <laughs> and sometimes before quarantine happened Sherline and I we'd be cooking and eating together because we were like together a lot so I was like oh what about that spoonful of comfort so I ended up reaching out to them and being like, hey, way we even before we even had episode one recorded, way before Mapped we out. Had, <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have any idea. Like we just knew we were, th this is what we knew. We were going to call it Chatting Over Chowder and we wanted to send them chowder. So at first, Charlene and I were like, okay, so maybe I'll make chowder and I'll send it to them. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll make chowder like specific to their personalities. Cause that's what I want to do first. And then when COVID happened, that kind of like wiped everything, all of those ideas out. So we we're like, how are we going to get them? So I said, what about Spoonful Comfort? So I reached out to them. I got up with their office administrator and I said, look, this is what I want to do. And she's, she said, okay, let me talk to the founder. And then she came back and she was like, yeah, we love it. And we have been in communication with them since. And they truly are the most phenomenal, sweetest company. Like they were on Shark Tank. Like they were denied from Shark Tank. Shark Tank didn't pick them up, which I was like, that's total Shark Tank thing. Like missing a good opportunity when it's smacking them dead in the face. And then... They don't, they're like, I keep telling them, I need you to have stocks so I can purchase stocks from you because we love you guys. So we're like, we know you're going to blow up and we love you so much. Don't forget us when you have stocks so we can throw some stocks into your company. 
I was saying it's so genius. And like, I truly, the topic of sponsorship comes up all the time in my group, right? Like I, I, I do laugh sometimes because I'm just like, y'all need to know what the name of your show is, like how you're going to produce it. Like before you're thinking about how you're going to make money off of podcasting, like anyone, unless you have a prior audience and blah, blah, blah. Obviously there's people who at the jump, they make money. It's good to go. Most indie podcasters, that's not the experience you're likely to have, but these types, and I don't know if you're making money off of this. I'm just going off of the assumption that this is a trade that comes and they get to be a part of your show and you get to provide your guests with this awesome product. But just the the ingenuity of like that kind of a sponsorship. And now you're building a relationship with them. And yeah, down the line, if they have advertising dollars, they're likely going to look at you and say, hey, they've come through. They've done what they said they were going to do. They're giving us the deliverables at the end. This is stuff we can use on our marketing side. And there's a beneficial relationship that's being built. And these are the types of things in my mind that are like the, what most people should be focusing on at the beginning of their podcasting journey, especially if you're an indie podcaster. So I'm just like, the minute it showed up my, at my door, I was like, there was one of those, like, why didn't I think of this? You know, like that was, it was one of those. And now I'm like, okay, well, what, like, I don't, I'm. I'm still working on my, my storytelling podcast, but I'm just like, man, what are some ways that like, I could do something like that with a brand that like, it's an easy yes for them because they're all, they're like not losing. Cause it's an investment for them, obviously. Cause I know for sure I'll look at this company again and think of it, them when I'm wanting to send like a nice get well soon, or if someone's not feeling well or whatever, they're making a return on their investment for their cost of goods. And that's cheap advertising for them. You know, that's the cheapest that they can make. So anyway, I'm just like totally fangirling over it because it was such a beautiful package to receive. And I was just like, it felt like, like I was getting like a birthday gift or something. So genius, once again, genius idea. <laughs> I love it. And genius on them to accept, honestly. Yeah. And what we say all the time is we want all of our guests to have an experience coming on Chatting Over Chowder. It's not just, hey, we send you an email and you show up on that day and then you never hear from them from us again. As you know, there's numerous emails, there's numerous communications. There is the excitement of when you're going to receive your gift. Like I stopped that tracking. Yeah kind of an issue (laughs) and then it's such a it's such like a welcoming fun experience that every single guest that has come on and that we've spoken to has just been in such a great frame of mind because they know that we have gone above and beyond to think of them yeah and honor who they are and what they do Mm -hmm. yeah and I think also understanding all sides of it meaning you know what it is to edit, you know what it is to be the host, you know what it is to be a guest. When you understand all sides of that, I feel like you can come at things very differently. Mm -hmm. And the other part too, and this is something that comes up, and actually a big thread started in the group recently about, you know, guests sharing on the back end after their show. And like, how do you increase the chances of your guests actually talking about it? And it's like this, here you go. Here's an answer. But like, I do also understand on the other side that not everyone has money to pay. Like the fact that you were willing to out of pocket that, and I, again, I don't know what your, what your deal is with them, but like, most, we do. We we out of pocket. We out of pocket. Real for this part too. Yes. Ah, okay. 
All right. Never mind then. This is, I mean, you guys are amazing. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And it, and it, but that's an investment on the back end again, that you're willing to put in so that you're increasing the chances of people talking about. And I've seen, by the way, because we have a lot of crossover like industry friends and I've seen everybody talking about it. Like I saw Angie, I saw Danielle, like everybody, and mine's coming. I just wanted to wait until my day, but I did, you know, when I opened it and had to put it in the refrigerator, I made sure to get my good, my good pictures and all this stuff. But like, yeah, it made me, everybody's excited. It's just such a good idea. And I think, you know, something that people can absolutely think about and make a little budget for, you know, it might not be that you can afford to send a beautiful soup package it might be that you can, you know, send a thank you card or a sticker or, you know, whatever, something to just, I don't do that, by the way, I'm sitting here preaching about this shit. I'm like, I don't do shit for my guests. I'm like, thank you so much for your time. Goodbye. <laughs> but I, this is like what I aspire to be. So I'm just doubling down on like, this is a great idea. <laughs> Listen to Bethany, not me. I'm just hyping it up. <laughs> something I don't even do myself. Yeah. Typical. But I think that even with, you know, even starting this and then being able to approach a company to say like, hey, I would love, you know, for you guys to sponsor us. This is what we would be doing for you. And sort of showing that, you know, how how often everyone else is sharing it, you know what I mean? And how it's out there. A company is more likely to then be like, okay, definitely let's let's work something out here. And not only that, but it allows you, I think, to look at things a bit more creatively with your podcast and how you could make sponsorship sort of flow in rather than feel very like, hey, this is an ad and this is what I'm going to tell you. Okay, now back to whatever I was talking about. You know what yeah. I mean? It, I think it flows nicely. It's, it's, it's ingenious, organic in content marketing. Like it's the, it's the product placement of podcasting. You know, like they can't see a Coca-Cola bottle in the back, but like we're drinking, no, co sorry, Coca-Cola, you haven't given us shit. We're, e <laughs> we're drinking our soup, we're eating our soup in the back. But yeah, and that goes back to also like a lot of, if you read about just brand, brand partnerships in general, whether it's podcasting or you're a blogger or a YouTuber or whatever, a lot of the times those relationships do start by you organically using the product. And maybe they're not going to give you the product from the jump. Maybe they'll give you a discount code or an affiliate code or whatever on the back end. Yeah. And it's like, but it's, it's worth it on your end to show them that you're already using the product because when the time, again, when the time comes and it will, that they're putting their money in advertising, you're at the top of the list. So it's, it's, goes back to so much of how all of this is a long game and you know the immediate results aren't going to be there but if you can be the person that will hold out and like just keep going and know that you have a strategy and a plan that you can succeed and have those awesome sponsorships that you want to be aligned with so I think it's genius and that's why it's so important to vet who you want to work with. Because as you said, it is an end game. So if you want to cultivate those relationships, you have to make sure it's people that you enjoy speaking with and enjoy engaging with and that you believe in their product as much as they believe in you. And yeah. having said that, if you go to our show notes, you will get 15% off when you type in crackers and soup when you order from Spoonful of Comfort. Love it. And let me tell you, when you just described like how you got to your decision that this was the company you wanted to align your brand with, whether or not they were paying you, like there is that end of it too. Do I want my brand aligned with this company? And because 
hopefully so many of us are now being more just, you know, having more discretion in who we're spending our money with. And like, now I like you vetted for me, <laughs> like I'm appreciative. So now I'm like, great, cool. I, if Bethany rocks with this company, then I know that she has high standards of who she's working with. And I'm genuinely going to be someone that will now look into this company and put my money there too. And so that's the big, like, man, if I see one more person, like, you know, using diet tea or some shit, it because they got their discount code and they make 50 cents off of it. And I'm like, you're ruining your brand name though. So like, it's not a yes from anybody that's willing to do this. Like you have a right to protect your brand and your brand is supposed to be representative of your value system, you know? So yeah, I rock with this soup company too. 15% off in the show notes. <laughs> so this entire episode, just drop it into your Facebook group and be like, this is how you do it. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, right? Just send me the raw audio and the raw video and I can just clip it. Yeah, we don't even need to do the extra. Please, you know I will. That, whatever makes it easier for both of us, my friend. Be like, here's here's the link to YouTube. Yeah, done. You think I won't. Like, you just tell me and give me a little minute marker and we're good to go. So I adore you and I adore your choices and your selections. So let's talk about your podcast recommendations. Yes. So the first one that you gave is worst, which is the hardest thing to say. It is like the illest tongue twister. Worst first with Brittany Furlan. <laughs> yeah, worst first. Yeah. So Brittany, Brittany for it might be Furlan, but it could be Furlan. Either way, Brittany was a Viner. So back when I worked in radio and Vine and influencers and all of these things were really starting to pick up pace. One of my strategies as a content producer was to get to create relationships with these people. So I was like, I know that they're going to be the famous people later. And I worked in top 40. So I was like, I know that this, this is, this is what the kids are into. Meanwhile, I was into it too, because I have the, the the personality of a 20 year old and I like, and the face, if I do say so myself. You uh, yes, you do, baby. Yes, <laughs> you do. That, that porcelain skin though, I know y'all yeah. think that she black the way that she's like cultivating black voices and activism. No, but she oh, white. okay. Whew. I thought when you first, when you said cultivating it, I'm like, please, I did not do a black scent. Please. No, I'm no, begging she... you. I've been really working on that because I'm from South Florida and there's like a lot of like verbiage that we use. And like, I'm just like, I'm trying to be better about it. Yes. Thank you. Cultivating black voice. Yes. That yeah. is something I'm proud of. And I'm black and I sound whiter than you. So, so that doesn't even like that voice in your vernacular and how you speak holds no water. Thank God. Cause it, it really creeps up on me sometimes, but I grew like growing up. So I, I said I was from Marblehead, which I was, but we moved down to Florida when I was 10 and Florida has like a really diverse population in South Florida, at least. So I grew up with like a lot of Puerto Rican friends, Haitian friends, Cuban friends. And like, you know, the, the environment of South Florida is like very, <laughs> it's spicy. Like it's not bland, you know? And so I'm proud of like having that exposure at a young age. And so it's just a part of like who I am, but anyway, Sorry, I interrupted because I just got scared. I was like, damn it. 
I've been really like trying so hard to not like go, go into a character, but like sometimes she comes out and she lives inside of me and I can't help it. It's just what it is. I am trying to be super Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> yes, like, but I'm Jewish too. So like, that's the difference. Like, this is where people don't understand. It's like Jewish culture. Like we're loud, we're vibrant. We eat a lot of food. Like it's a part of our culture too. We're not just like, we're not like my, my husband. Like I love him, but like he is... <laughs> a ham and cheese on white bread and it's okay and we love him for that but it's just a different it's a different upbringing anyway I don't know how I got there because you said cultivating black voices and I panicked <laughs> I was afraid. so we we invite you in with the soup and then we browbeat you I'm ready <laughs> with how you speak and who you are <laughs> yes please I need it we all need it help us we've been indoctrinated since we were children you gotta punch it out of us it's just fair oh shit okay so yeah so oh porcelain skin is what that's what got us there because I, <laughs> I was talking about my skin all right you can edit all that out so Brittany <laughs> Furlon oh oh but I'm not Oh, but I'm not. That's all right. People can know. This is the things that I think about as a white woman. And if you're a white woman who's not thinking about these things, you're doing it wrong. So please think about these things. Anyway, so Brittany Furlan was a Viner. And back in the day, I brought Viners on because I wanted to. And a similar thing of what I teach a lot now is crossover audience, right? I was like, let's get in front of their audience. They have a big audience. We're a radio station. It's an easy yes for a partnership. So Brittany came in and she did a little uh, segment. We were doing Truth or Dare with like our our radio hosts and Viners. And she was so fucking funny. She's from Philly. So she's like a Philly girl through and through Italian. You know, she's a like a total maniac and I loved her for it. So later on, she came out with Worst First and she's now married to Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Yeah. So yeah, so she's like his new young wife, right? Because I think she's in her early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets access to a lot of really interesting guests. Like she's talked to Nikki Six. She talked to Dave Navarro recently. And like, what I like about her interviews is that these are a lot of like friends of hers through her husband. And so she just gets access to them in a way that I feel most radio hosts or media people are not getting those kinds of conversations. And I just love it. And like the topic, the, the base of the whole podcast is for their guests to talk about their worst first experience. So like with Dave Navarro, it was like the first time I OD'd on heroin, which is just like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> like that is a topic. <laughs> the one that I listened to, it was the first time this woman had died. Died. Yeah. That's when I listened to as well. Yeah. And I was just listening to it like this. <laughs> the whole thing had like horror face as yeah. I was listening to it. Like, Sherline, what, what were you doing when you were listening no, to it? No, I, I, see, I'm fascinated by like anything death experiences or all that stuff. So I was like, ooh. I was like, oh. <laughs> but she was talking and, about the six people that were like in her council. That Okay, so if, have you listened to it? I haven't listened to this episode yet, no. 
I'm gonna, it's like literally when we hang up, I'm going to finish this bowl of soup and listen to that episode. Yeah. Don't eat the soup while you're listening because you may choke and you don't <laughs> oh. want to have the worst first experience. True. First time I choked on a soup given to me complimentary by a podcast. While Very listening specific. to worst first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll have me on if I'm like, listen, this is really meta, but like, I think it's worth the discussion. <laughs> yes. But she, uh, the woman had gone to an accident and she had seen like the light and then she saw her council of six which were like six of her guard and she she had gone to a psychic previously and she said and the psychic said to her i don't know who these people are but you have like six guardian angels and when she had had this when she had gotten to this accident she saw the six but she said that she saw it in like a painting format and then when she went back she, I guess her grandmother had raised her. She was telling her grandmother and her grandmother knew who the people were. So many goose pimples. Right? Like she, and she gets these really good guests with these crazy fucking stories. And like, because she has a pretty good online following, she's got the Viner thing and she's got the Tommy Lee connection. It's just like, it's a great podcast. Like I genuinely like it. And she's crazy. Like I like, she's funny. She's loud. She's like a kind of obnoxious, but like, I like that, you know, I want it to be the girl who like accidentally says something she shouldn't have and leaves it in the podcast, you know, like I just, yeah, I really like her show a lot. No, I thought it was pretty cool. I just, I also love just hearing other people's experiences and weird ones, you know what I mean? So I thought it was like a brilliant idea. Worst first. Right? Totally. Because you're getting like the best of the story. Like yes. that person's going to think of the craziest shit they've been through. And like, is there any better storytelling than like the craziest shit you've been to? Like, I'm with you. That's why I do a storytelling part. Like I like to tell my stories and I like to hear people's stories. Because I think it's so like the human experience is so fascinating to me. And like, that's all I want to listen to is people sharing this crazy shit that, that they've gone through that hopefully I'll never have to. Hopefully if I die, it's a one-time deal and it's, you know, it's game over later in life, but like, I don't need to come back. We're good. If we've decided it was game over, like, let's just keep it that way. Move <laughs> forward was, with the plan. <laughs> what was so great is she asked her, you know, you probably tell the story all the time. And she said, I don't because a, a lot of people don't know that she's had this experience. Cause I mean, you just don't walk into a room, like a job interview and be like, Hey, guess what? I almost died, but I'm back. Right. And B, the people that do know, it skeeves them out kind of. I, I That's not the terminology that she used, but they don't want to talk about it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. So like her whole concept is just so spot on. Yeah, I love it. I, it's definitely one of the like, I, I look for the next episode, you know? Yeah. The other one was him and her podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the him and her podcast is run by Lauren Everett's Bostick and her husband. And they actually, her husband owns Dear Media, which is a big podcasting network that has a lot of shows. And they actually do like their big thing is, is women hosts. So I, I like, I rock with that. I like that. What's funny about them as a couple is like on the surface, they're not the type of people that I would necessarily listen to. Like they're total rich, white, people who like appear to be kind of vapid and, and and like straight up this is what they appear to be like on the surface and as I started to listen to their podcast you know I still am like 
I'm not 100% sure, like, are you Trump supporters? I don't think you are. Like, you haven't really said it yet. So, like, I, I actually almost changed my suggestion because like there was still a little bit of that like value system part right like do my values align with these two people but the reason I kept it on is because again they get some of the most interesting guests that I think I've ever heard and they're the variation of the guests that they talk to from like sex workers to a nun you know like it's just the 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 gamut of who they speak to is so varied and they also have a very similar a very similar why in the like we want to talk about things that most people generally don't speak about and so like I really respect that about them and I love the show for it so they've had some incredible guests with really interesting insights there they just showed that they were interviewing India from the the documentary about the Nexium cults have you guys watched that I didn't watch the documentary, but I followed that when that story broke. Mm-hmm. Yo, crazy the shit, wildness, and then yeah, and then I saw a little bit of how three women that were very close to him both ended up having a cancer that is not typical, mm. and the fact that three women got it in like a succession of three or four years from each other and you can acquire this cancer if given copious amounts of rat poisoning throughout a long extended period of time that that dude oh he is the devil like yeah like yeah he is disgusting like horrifying and his eyes just look dead I mean, honestly, I I don't, I'm never going to judge anyone that gets brainwashed and wrapped up in a cult because the smartest people on planet earth can get wrapped up in it. But I was just like that dude, this short little fucking white dude, (laughs) nerd ass, like really? But if you're looking for a purpose and there's a person who seems really intelligent and can speak pretty well, but man, you got to watch the documentary. If you, uh, uh, but again, don't eat soup while you're doing it. Cause you're going to get <laughs> nauseous at how disgusting this dude is. Some of the shit he said, I'm like, Holy shit. So India was like one of his main kind of girlfriends or whatever. And the, the whole Nexium documentary is about India's mother trying to get her out of the cult. And so they were able, like, she's now out. She's been out, I think, for like a year or something. But so they had her on, right? So I don't know. I just think like the, for me, programming when it comes to podcasting really matters. And like the quality of the programming and the thoughtfulness of the guests and the, the, the conversation that's had, if it's not engaging, if I can tell that the people just kind of don't like each other, like that matters to me a lot as a listener. And so I think they just, they've really figured that out. And I will say going back to the, like, I don't know where they stand or whatever they, they do welcome, like, where am I wrong? You know, like, tell me where I'm wrong. And they want to hear that. And I do believe that they want and are trying to be like better people in society. (laughs) So that's why I didn't give up on them entirely. But I'm still just like, can you put who you voted for at the very least somewhere so I can just like double check this. But I did look them up to see if they like donated to his campaign and they didn't. So I'm like, all right. So you might be like an undercover and I still am like wondering about you, but you're not like a full-blown idiot who's like... (laughs) Sorry to anyone who's Trump supporting you know, that's listening to this podcast, but you know, Odds it are. is what it is. <laughs> pretty low, pretty low. 
<laughs> but yeah, they, they, that show is great. And I've, I, I just think that, you know, again, they had like one of another ones that I really liked. And I've actually always been really interested in this is the bunny ranch in Vegas, which is the legal brothel that exists in Vegas. And they had like one of the main bunnies on talking about sex work. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And like, this is what we need. We do need to be listening to these conversations from the people that are in these in these industries that are, you know, not well taken care of and not protected. And like, I don't know, I just I, I could listen to stories like that all day long. So I really do love their show. And I think they do put a lot of thought into what they're doing. And I appreciate that. I'm going to have to go listen to the funny ranch episode. I, so and, and I love that because it's so intriguing, because they are so taken care of health wise, mentally wise, like they it's a business and their people are their well-being business. So the fact that they're they're taken care of in a way in which most sex worker workers aren't but should be is just it's amazing. Well that's because they're also in a state where it's not where it's I think it's I don't know if it's decriminalized or it's legal, but either way, they don't have to worry about a raid from police, you know, so it's like that does show you the difference. And that's why, you know, there's people who advocate for decriminalizing the industry in general, because as as we know, in many forms, a lot of the time the brutality is coming from the people that are supposed to be protecting them. So it's like just another of the many things that we need to figure the fuck out in this country. But they, yeah, they just, they have the best guests and, you know, they ask really good questions. They're both really smart, you know, and, and you can tell that they really care about the show being really well done, you know? So yeah, the, the I, I couldn't, even though I wanted to, I was like, I can't leave them out. I listen to it all the time. I can't like front, like this isn't one of my top podcasts. So yeah, I really like them a lot. Caroline, you want to wrap us up? Oh, yes. Sorry. I was like, am I muted? I was like, where's my thing? <laughs> I saw the look. Did you see like the blank? Because like, <laughs> literally I'm like, my, I had like a notification like on top of like, where? I'm like, am I muted? Like, see those damn Apple computers. You know what doesn't do that? My Lenovo. <laughs> Lenovo. Damn. I don't even know what that is. No hate. I have no idea what a Lenovo. I thought you were going to make like a Dell joke. And I was like, here comes the Dell joke. Then she busts out Lenovo. I'm definitely Googling that. That is incredible. <laughs> I love it. Good for you. You rock. Where's the Lenovo sponsorship when you need it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They probably closed down. <laughs> I was going to say, they'll get like three more customers because there's probably only three people who even know what Lenovo is. You're their only customer. You're the one keeping them in business. I love that for them. <laughs> and anybody who works at Staples. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. You killed Sherlock. No, I'm sorry. You killed Sherlock. <laughs> you asked me to be here. <laughs> that can replace her <laughs> right my bad please deep breath Caroline we need you <laughs> <clears throat> no one else will work with me <laughs> so at the end of the sort of our wrap-up segment is the best please where you tell us where and what you're doing or anything you want to promote what's going on cool 
Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on. First of all, this has been so, so, so much fun. You can find me online. SashaHuff.com is my website. There's a cool little freebie there. If you're looking to start a podcast, it's a nice checklist that gives you everything you need to go from idea to launch. I've got a digital course that'll do the same. That's a paid offering, of course, but worth every penny every penny. And online on Instagram is where I spend most of my time. And that's at Sasha Huff as well. And of course, my free Facebook group, you're all welcome to join all of that's on SashaHuff.com. So you can go there and find it all. You didn't talk about your podcast. I didn't talk about my podcast because I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Don't so worry. Like, I'm I'm like, I, you. Thank you. I'm like, I need to make money by my course. I don't care about my podcast anymore. That's free content. <laughs> yeah. Stop taking all my free shit. Pay me money. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, all right. You can find me on Instagram at Sasha Huff. That's where I spend a lot of my time. And also my podcast is called Because I Can. There's about 38 episodes. You can go binge it. Everything from why I left radio to that time I smoked weed with Wu-Tang to eating mushrooms in Thailand. So I get, I, I take you all over the world with me. It's really fun. Again, all of it's at SashaHuff.com. And your mom also has a picture with, who does your mom have a picture with? Sean Paul. Yeah, she came to the station and she met Sean Paul. That was that was a really fun one. And he was awesome. So nice. So nice. They're not always nice. He was very cool. Yeah, we love Sean Paul. Your mom had the right temperature to keep him warm. <laughs> and that, That's my right. friends, is where we wrap up. <laughs> you couldn't That's have had a better being, landing. That's going to end up being the title at like of the episode. Oh, Sasha's mom. <laughs> Yeah, love it. <laughs> the right temperature to keep Sean Paul warm. That's right. Sasha, you are and like my cheeks hurt so much. <laughs> You're this was an, so fun. Like I had expectations. <laughs> you far exceeded them all. You thank you. Blew them out of the water <laughs> all in the best possible way. Well, thank you. It was so fun to actually get like face-to-face time, you know. Yeah, because the first person that we had on that we hadn't like met before officially met oh beforehand. yeah well I feel like I knew you though from you know like <laughs> it's just like we've been in community enough like for long enough that I'm like I have an idea of who you are and I think like we're gonna be all right <laughs> like, uh, I like my heart is so full I can't oh, good I can't even you're yeah. a dream thank you so much for spending time Truly. with us and all of your expertise and your story of how you got with your betrothed <laughs> yes <laughs> you're just phenomenal thank you Aww, so much for your time you. yeah we love my you. pleasure love you back and I look forward to more ways of collaborating and you know just doing this thing because I want us all to like really win here for real like we yes. need to we yes. all I need I can never go back to a cubicle for the love of God you know <laughs> so. and I know that we wrapped up but I do have to say yeah. you are so gracious and amazing about supporting women in this industry like you Thank are you. so great about tagging people and, and telling people about other people and bringing communities of women together to be Thank like you. look we're we're in this to win it and we're all going to be supportive of each other and you got my back I got yours and let's let's figure it out 
Thank so you. thank you for that. On behalf yeah. of everybody who has ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for being receptive because not everybody's receptive to that. And not a lot of people like believe in it or, or they want to believe in it, but they're still, and myself included, like there's always like a little hesitance. You're like, well, do, are you actually fucking with me? Or are you just saying you are like, are we good? Like, you know, and it's just the, the people that I've met specifically in podcasting so far that are like really trying to make this happen have all understood that like, literally there are so many people that want to podcast or currently have shows that we couldn't get them all anyways and like there's so much room for us all to succeed so I'm glad that that comes across because I'm really getting out of corporate where it was like you were competing with your own team all the time another reason that I left is because I I couldn't grasp that (laughs) I was just like we're on the same team I don't understand like I never want to be in that in that like environment or mind frame ever again so like I really you know I want us all to win and I want us all to like figure out ways for everybody to get a little bit of coin again buy my course okay anyway (laughs) Sasha do you want to plug something one more time please buy my course it's a very good course not sending anyway. Sasha any more soup so people <laughs> yeah. buy her damn course yeah I can't afford soup right now and there's only half left and I have to share it with my husband oh shit all right anyway well thank you this really has been fun and I Truly. hope to do a clubhouse chat with you soon so we can have you on yes yeah. we absolutely I'm not, will I'm not letting that one go it's happening <laughs> now that I have a goddamn iPad I yeah. have to utilize it <laughs> right you're like I have to literally get my money's worth yeah Sorry. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.